What's up, guys? Welcome back. Thank you for joining us on the Heavy Metal Over a Six Pack podcast. We have the whiskeys flowing, the beers are open, the music is rocking, the microphone is almost adjusted. <laughs> it's it's hey. falling off. <laughs> it is a fine bouquet. We have oh, a, it's wood for. We have a uh, great episode uh, lined up for you guys today, but um, want to actually get started off today with our. We have a we have a featured artist for today. The uh, the band Tribulance was uh, kind enough to actually share their uh, their music with us. Tribulance, a hard hitting, no nonsense metal with a go big or go home. Give me a second. Let me read my copy. Sorry. Damn it. <laughs> Attitude. Uh, these guys hail from Arizona, U.S. Uh, Tribulance displays an aptitude equal to any national act on the scene today. These guys have opened for acts like King Diamond. Um, I always screw this band's name up. Allegion? Allegion? I'm just going to agree with you. Uh, A-L-L-E-G-A-E-O-N. Algeon? Algeon. Algeon. I believe that's closer than the, the horrible the way that I pronounce it. would make me say Geon. These guys have also opened for uh, for the bands of the likes of uh, Flotsam and Jetsam, um, Act of Defiance, Sacred Reich, uh, Tony McAlpine, uh, Gypsy Hawk, Scattered Hamlet, Drain STH, and the Silver Snakes. Yeah! I was just Drain thinking STH. about those guys. Awesome. Like, So these guys have been out there. Awesome music and yeah, like what I'm, what I'm pretty excited about, like kind of like our last featured artists, like there, there's something different than like what right. we've uh, featured in the past. Uh, all the tracks today are going to be coming off of their album, the uh, the aftermath of lies. And why not start with said title track, the aftermath of lies? Enjoy.
Dude, I never, I never noticed a bass drop at the end of that song. Yeah. That's awesome. Well done. Well done, guys over at Tribulance. So, I, I, I rediscovered some killer music that I almost forgot existed. Mm-hmm. Because uh, once, a, once upon a time, a long time ago, like I actually lost the uh, hard copy CD of this. But I actually rediscovered the Children of Bodom Blood Drunk uh, yes. album. Which, in my opinion, may be their last great album. I haven't listened to them in quite some time. This one came out in, I believe, 2008. Roughly, I think. And I looked at it. And my, my, my memory of, and I'm going to type and talk <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> but 2008. The, uh, the, uh, yeah, it was. Uh, I know that part. The, uh, the opening track on that album. Hellhounds on my trail. was absolutely awesome. This is like old school, like. Like children of Bodom kind of shit, right? Like with like the ding, 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 yeah, with the with all the keyboard and like, effects and like that, like I don't know, it's just like this is this is a killer album, man. I think it's underrated too. I don't, I never heard a whole lot from like children of Bodom, like Blood Drunk and like you know the hardcores from like back in the day or all like. Right. like My no. first exposure with children of Bodom was on like a like compilation disc. Mm-hmm. Been the run like, for a while. I got a I got a pint glass. With blood drunk on it, which is not the most attractive pint glass in the world. So if you're bringing mom and dad over for like dinner, you're not going to put that one out on the table. I gotcha. would. <laughs> I don't even know what it looks like. Unfortunately, like since then, I think all the, all the graphics have actually like kind of faded off. Came off of it That's because good. of because I dishwash everything. I don't care if it's dishwasher safe or not. Rachel too. Hey, keep my knives all away from her. You don't touch my shit. Anyway, sorry. Oh, so what you're saying? I shouldn't be dishwashing my knives. It's not good for them. They're metal. Anthony will <laughs> only be See what I did slightly less pissed <laughs> off than somebody who doesn't have access to someone who can sharpen their knives. I will. <laughs> yes. so me- memory, lane, memory lane, yeah, memory wow. lane. Count words. Count. <laughs> Stroke out for a second. I'm, I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm walking away. I'm walking away from the sentence before I get hurt. <laughs> I'll drink to that. Probably your best bet. He hasn't even touched the whiskey yet. I know, right? <laughs> My goodness. Well, you got on the playlist lately. What do I get on the playlist? Uh, well, it's funny. I feel like every time we do a gem album, a uh, gem episode, <laughs> I just Words. like find shit that I haven't <laughs> listened to in a while. So I've actually jumped back into Authority Zero a little bit. Um, a lot of uh, kind of reggae, ska, punk action going on there. So I've been enjoying that. And I can play it at work without being yelled at. So it's actually that helps. kind of a, a double double boner. Tis finally yes. the season out here too to bust out, bust out those skateboards, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think we had like three days of sunshine in a row. It's been crazy. I did just go upstairs though, and it hadn't rained recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're supposed to get rain tonight. Of course. You know, it can rain overnight, showers all day long. It could get. I give two craps. Yeah, but your floor might not. Leave my floor out of this. All right. Our studio is finally not underwater for the first time in like 37 days. I don't have to bring my water wings to the podcast anymore. All right, so with that being said, I'm actually going to ask you guys this once I do this. Heavy opinion. I kill me sometimes. Um, so I've been reading all the hate mail. We have hate mail? No. Damn it! <laughs> we haven't made we're it yet. We're not we doing don't, our jobs. We don't, we don't, we're not pissing <laughs> enough people off to get hate mail. But I've been reading all the... Because, uh, you, you know, like the negative vibe that everybody in the world has. Metallica sucks. I think we already tried that. It didn't work. No, it worked. It just wasn't. 
like so somebody's news. cat, somebody's so cat was killed, probably. Or so in case y'all haven't heard, over an ant farm. Slipknot may have released a sneak peek of the upcoming album coming in August. The amount of Slipknot shit <laughs> on the internet right now yeah, it's is huge. It's ridiculous. Crazy. Yep, I am like on a. a constantly barraged with hey do you know what secret Corey Taylor has about blah 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 I'll click sure why not <laughs> I guess <laughs> that would actually be like a like a pretty neat like true crime like episode really? like, I to saved, figure out who the I, drummer is for I, Slipknot right now I, I actually have boys. a fan poll for you guys oh sweet but what I wanted to ask you guys <laughs> so there's been a lot of hate coming around uh, the latest single that has been released Unsainted mm-hmm. so I challenged you guys days ago Maybe yesterday, I forget. To actually listen to said track, if you have not already, he did. I didn't. Okay, I did. What? I want your thoughts on it, and maybe just like a, a short discussion, because I know we have we have a killer main event today. But a short discussion of said new single. I kind of gave mine off air. You did because the song "Sulfur" I feel is very almost extremely similar. Whether it's like even the chorus is like pretty. I mean, there's nothing wrong with the song at all. Don't get me wrong. But it, in, even coming from the last album, the Great Chapter, which is really good, I feel like this song could have just been on that. Like, it wasn't anything different than the last album, I don't feel, personally. The Great Chapter? Yeah. See, I thought there was a lot, of, a lot of production value in the Great Chapter. Like, they were really kind of going for, like, more, like, moody, kind of, like, um, not instrumental but there's like more effects. Like, I think like, it's the drums because the drums, ever since they got the new guy, has been very produced. Like they're very loud and the, the kicks are very like pronounced. I do see what you're saying. Like when you compare it to like the Selfer, like with the, um, you know, pretty much the whole album, All Hope is Gone, which is when he actually, um, that's where like Selfer's there, uh, Snuff, um, uh, Dead Memories. Dead Memories. That, yeah. that, was, that was like the, uh, the first. Um, Corey Taylor actually said that was the uh, first Slipknot album that he actually incorporated a lot of the clean vocals in. Yeah. Um, and it's it's definitely like that. I mean, my opinion on the matter it's it's Stone Sour with Slipknot. It's it's hard because he's in two bands that can cross so easily between the heaviness because a lot of Stone Sour songs now are angry, like they're very heavy, a lot of growling involved. Not so much on the newest album, but well, I should they, say they, they the, the, had yeah. Can I offer a neutral, sure, uh, outside someone who hasn't actually listened mm-hmm. to the album, like the wandering drunk? Got it. Yes, yes. I think because I'm surprised with the amount uh, I'm being assaulted with information. Corey Taylor, Slipknot, Slipknot, Slipknot. Like I, I've never. Done a search history. I've never like <laughs> anything like. It. But so that to me means that these new stories are being pushed. They're not being offered to me because right, I looked for them. They're right. being pushed. Yeah. And th- I, I think one of the things that I came to the conclusion of was what other options do metalheads from the late '90s, kids who who were growing up in the late '90s and early thousands, who that's their metal, Slipknot, Corn. Um, it's a new metal, yeah. To you know, yeah. Limp Biscuit to a certain <laughs> 2000s, extent. I mean, late 90s. that era. Who's left? Nobody. Right. So, 
I think, uh, honestly, I think that's why they, this album is getting so much attention or why it's being pushed because there aren't that many options. Left. Well, it's a huge. Corn tried. They can't do it. It's right? a For huge. For some reason, they can't right. reconnect. It's a huge iconic thing, kind of like the Tool album that's like coming yeah. out. Like, there's so much buzz around the Tool album. That's Tool like has out. a weird thing, though. Like, they're almost cult like. Well, I will the, say that. Like the, 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 the heads are, are almost cult like. I would I would say the Nodheads are pretty are pretty culty. That's I, probably I, a fair I don't know. The, the two, I think the Tool fans the, the Tool fans don't show up to Maynard James Keenan's side projects. Some do, but they don't flood it. Like they're like, no, not for me. The Corey Taylor fans all go to the Slipknot shows. I think too and I mean Slipknot Corey Corey Taylor in general has been so um, like into everything, he's a major voice. It's well, he's like that thing though. If something actually, metal if something music. actually happens, like if something happens, metal injections, like, well, let's go ask Corey Taylor what yeah, he thinks. Pretty much, <laughs> like, like, I mean, he's become yeah. one of those voices, yeah. just like Dave Grohl. Right. I mean, we're looking at it. My generation, slightly less, you know, or you know, Marcus, and then you. Um. Well, I'm the oldest, so that's where I fall in. Okay. Like, I was, like, graduating high school when these kids, when these guys were out starting their bands. Yeah, yeah. So okay. around the yeah. same time that I was graduating, you know, this is what they were doing instead of going to college. So these guys, you know, were doing stuff at the same time I was at their age. Mm -hmm. So a lot of these guys are my age, maybe a little bit older. Yeah. So that's why I call them my generation. Sure. And Marcus would be the one smack dab in the middle who they're aiming at right between the eyes. What are you talking about? Like, this is what I was doing marketing. instead of going to college. I didn't go to no goddamn college. <laughs> well, no, 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 but you are the gen next generation or slightly removed from me. I should have went to broadcasting school. This podcast would probably be way better. <laughs> nah. <laughs> or, way, or way worse. Podcasts, schools, kids. podcasts are all shit. But so. we we're digressing. <laughs> yes, we are. We need to get back to Slipknot. Well, that's what I find interesting because I it's... Never have I seen a push for recent music like mm -hmm. this, um, and it's all like everything I do, I can't get away from. I it. think it has, you have the the whole uh, Chris Fenn thing situation too. So I think there was a kind of a speculation what would happen to that album. You know what I mean with, with with him not being there anymore at this very last minute, right before the tours and everything. See that stuff doesn't affect me, right? I so, mean, but it might affect other people. True. So I'm almost I'm almost sad about like the, uh, the like the automatic hate for the new. Single. Is there a lot of hate for it? Oh, there's a little. What would you say? There's like, a lot. Of, you know what? People are even how many bitching articles, about. Say you read ten articles. How many negative ones out of ten? Um, I'm going off of fan feedback right now. Like if I if so I comments, if I, if out I, of ten I, comments, a, probably eight out of ten wow. hate it are going are going closer to negative. Wow. But I mean that's like the way things are nowadays. But like, is you, this yeah. like you, 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 are, are we in a black album? Phase? I, I think no. I think I want to say all hope is gone is like the level of complaint. I mean, well, I mean so in terms a, of fan reaction, yeah. a lot. So a lot of the reaction, like people wanted things more like Iowa, like they want like just like pure noise, metal, bang, smash, crash, kind of a thing. But Slipknot, ha Slipknot hasn't been like that for like four yeah. or five albums it's, at yeah, this no. point. I, I think like seriously. So just to go back to like my comparison, I mean it's. It's kind of stone sourish with Slipknot because, mm -hmm. like, you take like the four percussionists that Slipknot has. Like, you got some dude banging some kegs with some bats. You got some other dude playing drums. You got another dude playing drums, and he got a central drum kit. I mean, two DJs, mind you. 
Hell yeah. <laughs> like, there's nine <clears throat> dudes running around there, man. I'm down like, with there's... two DJs. And... Double up, man. Triple up. Fuck that shit. I don't know. I heard it. I kind of liked it. I was excited. I'm not against it, but like I'm, like, said, I'm like, dude. ooh, this is this is cool. Like, it's got a little of a softer vibe. I actually thought it had more of a wait and bleed vibe. Okay, I can see that as and well. And it was kind of like the way the verses, like the like the drum action and the verses, like like softer is actually a really mainstream song to me. Like when you when you listen to that, like it's really toned down when it comes to uh, when it comes to like Slipknot kind of stuff. It's a great tune, but it's a how big of fans of Slipknot are you guys? How would you, how big would you consider yourself? I'm pretty large. Yeah. Okay. You die hard. Like you, every album. I hate to say the word die hard. But yeah, that's like, a, but I, I, a get, horrible movie. I get I get movies. Bullshit. That's one of the greatest Christmas movies ever made. <laughs> Good. I was waiting for that. Thank <laughs> you. My my musical listening is hard to hard to explain. What will happen is I'll go into like mood swings where like I no that's like, how I listen like, to music. I'll, but like I'll like, spend like it. the month of January like just like buried in Slipknot. Mm-hmm. And then the month of February is like, oh man, so it's like, still not. I, I have I have a, a um, problem where I listen to it over and over and over, and then I get sick of it. I, I see. Unfortunately, I am a combination of the two of you. I do the same thing. Like, ooh, I really like, and I do that more so. I live over and over with newer music. Yeah, to me. Um, yeah. If I was to come up with my top ten tracks of all time, I believe "Wait and Bleed" would be in my top ten. Now, right. the reason why I set this up is because I'm. Uh, not necessarily a Slipknot fan. I appreciate them. I like sure. them. They're okay. Corey Taylor, I think, has great range. Um, I think he's a great songwriter. Um, they're just not my cup of tea. He's sure. a beautiful man. Um, <laughs> I, I think he's the new egotistical fuckhead of heavy metal, but one of my musical idols is the old egotistical fuckhead. Right. Of yeah, head. exactly. So who am I to and, judge? Uh, but with that said, my favorite Slipknot song is Duality. Okay, I know you like that one. Okay. You always point that out. Yeah. Now, with that being said, you two as fans, what do you think of me saying Duality? Because it, it, it's, put, it's put, an unslipknot type song. I'll put Duality in my top 500 yeah, songs oh, of sure. all time. Top 500. Top 500 songs right. of all time. <laughs> Wow, that's making a playlist, sir. <laughs> yeah. Do you not like that song? Do you think it's a like? No, I don't mind. I like I don't it mind because it's too. a little closer to like Stone Sour. Sure. I actually, I actually think we covered it. Didn't we do duality? We, tr- we attempted. <laughs> it's not an easy one to pull off. Whatever. There's a lot of changes. Yeah, it's a, there's a, a like, lot of transitions, which is what draws me to it. I like changes. Yeah. And so if like we it. practice it once, it means we play. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's fair. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna segue a little bit. I'm, well, segue to this the uh, the darker side of the Slipknot news. No, well, not even that, but uh, into his his new mask. Oh, never mind. <sighs> Since we're I, still talking, there's about another it. thing that I was. Yeah, I'm sure you've with. seen it, right? I'm oh sure you've seen what it looks like. I mean, it just looks like but somebody are like shit over it. Looks like somebody like like taped a milk card into his face. Like, okay, it, so this is actually a true story. I was yeah. watching the Jimmy Kimmel live. Yep. And I was watching his mouth move, and I noticed Separate. there wasn't there wasn't a piece of the mask that was, like, moving. So, like, the way that his face makeup actually incorporates with the mask. That's weird, yeah. Like, it looks like it's, like, I'm like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Like, did he, like, did he get, like, one of those things where it's, like, rubbery and, like, it just, like, attaches to, like, his person? What if it's not him? Well, who cares? <laughs> who cares? Well, what if it's not him? What if he's pulling a Maynard James Keenan and singing in the back? That'd be great. Whatever. That'd be okay, I'm just curious. And then we're all getting Unfortun- mind Unfortunately. Which I think Corey Taylor would do. Unfortunately, <laughs> this mask actually looks more like Corey Taylor than any other mask <laughs> because he has been sporting the long hair with like the kind of balding in the front. 
So it's it's pretty much just around that. Yeah, it's not covering much. It's, <laughs> it's just not. A, it's kind of like a it's a plasticky, pasty looking majiga. I mean, that... it looks like every other Slipknot mask to me. So I'm and, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, read verbatim of Corey Taylor about his mask choice. Uh, he said, uh, I said, okay, if you want a villain, you'll get a fucking villain. <clears throat> My vision was about trying to create something uncomfortable, not only for me to wear, but for people to look at. I wanted to feel like it was something that was created in someone's basement. Why so serious? <laughs> something that was made specifically to fuck with people. Yep. Sorry. It's the representation of public opinion turning on a dime. They want to tear people down from the way they live, even if they don't really know them. It's been liberating to embrace that side and be like, fuck you. I don't really give a shit what you think about me, so here it is. It's Heath Ledger but, doing the Joker without but, the clown makeup. Right. You, Look at it. It's got the scraggly it, hair. Yeah, the, but fair. the statement put forth would suggest that like he's dealing with it on a personal basis, like people are attacking him. Let me tell you something. I, as, from what I see, no one's out there attacking Corey Taylor. Oh, it's coming because there's hate mail. There's hate mail about the freaking masks. Mm-hmm. They're not even. They're not even happy about the goddamn masks. But Look at the fucks out of these people. You know what? But these people are amazing lives. No, no, no. They see, are amazing lives. At this point in in American history, I want the receipts. I want to see these letters. I want to see that it wasn't marketing. I want to see this bullshit. Well, it's all marketing. Exactly. Which is why I don't take any of this shit seriously. Right. Like, Corey Taylor talks and I hear, I'm an egotistical fuck with a fucking record deal. Very loud today. Please listen to me. <laughs> and yes, is he talented? Yes. I won't necessarily up. agree with that part. I actually think Corey Taylor like puts a lot of messaging in a lot of the things he does. Might not be things he's necessarily sharing with the public like 100%. Sure, but, but he's the, a whiny bitch. <laughs> he's a whiny bitch. Oh, muffins. He is! Like, somebody part. says something, he comes out and goes, I'll fucking fight you. Like, seem to know a lot about this. Where's the off button for Jay's mic? I'm do just, it. No, do just, it. I'm just, I wouldn't do no, that really. to you, buddy. I'm just I, I kidding. <laughs> I struck me off. Hey, you gave me whiskey. I didn't give you nothing. I didn't say you. I was I, looking at him. I just, okay. <laughs> uh, let's share the sad news. Keep going. And uh, actually uh, give out our uh, our kindest condolences to uh, yes. Mr. Senor Clown. Yep. Do you have the story right in front of you, Anthony? I or? do. Go ahead, if you don't mind. I do not have a um, So I don't I don't have the original one that I read, but uh, his youngest daughter, uh, Gabrielle, uh, passed away on May 8th. Um, I guess it's now reporting that the 22-year-old has appeared to have been uh, killed by a drug overdose. The Los Angeles Police and Fire Department responded to a possible OD at a Hollywood home and found Gabrielle, who, was, who has a history of drug use, uh, CPR was administered, didn't work. She was pronounced dead on the scene by paramedics. Uh, drug paraphernalia and evidence of narcotic use was also found. Uh, the last Instagram post that she shared just days before uh, suggested that she had celebrated five months of sobriety. Sobriety, excuse me. Um, so who's this? Uh, the clown. Clown? Clown? The From? Slept. Okay. His daughter. No, no, I yeah, just yeah, wanted to make yep, sure. Yep. <clears throat> Uh, 22 years old, obviously horribly tragic. I know that this isn't uh, necessarily uh, a, a direct musician that we lost, but you no, know, it's any, still anything. a family member. Um, and it's a, I mean, that's uh, Sean Crahan. He's one of the original founding members of Slipknot. Yes, and uh, he's 
more known as Clown. Uh, his wife and daughter, absolutely beautiful people. Yes. It's, I, I think, situations like this where you have a person, the very tragic event, who is in the public, it, it, it's useful to use it to bring light to the, the problem, honestly. So we wanted to uh, send our uh, deepest condolences out to uh, the, the Crayon family and the Slipknot family mm -hmm. and the fans. I mean, there's been huge. It's funny because like all the negative outreach for the single <laughs> they just put out, there's a huge outreach for like these guys and the uh, the thoughts and prayers for like the family and, and whatnot. So we wanted to uh, forward our condolences as well. And rest in peace to another young soul gone mm -hmm. much, mm -hmm. much too soon. Much, much too soon. And with that being said, I'll pick up the mood, maybe a smidge, with a song off of the album The Aftermath of Lies from Tribulance. This is Enamored. Enjoy.
I caddyshacked the pool. <laughs> so to to end the uh, the Slipknot reign here, um, we, we were talking about the the new uh, mystery member with the Cinnabite mask. Um, you know where Chris Fed would normally be. So that tall drink of water playing drums. <laughs> so those uh, these are the top five fan. I do fan theories before we get you know. Uh, about the Slipknot's newest mystery member. I am curious. These are weird to me. I don't. I don't know if I believe any of them. But anyway, whatever. So number five, Mike Portnoy of Dream Theater. No. Which let's uh, say. I mean, it's like oh, he's been in you know a thousand bands between events. Who hasn't been in Dream Theater at this point? Adrenaline <laughs> Mob, Flying Colors, Winery Dogs. I feel like we can narrow this down though. Like, isn't this a very tall individual? He's a good size, but. Portnoy also got the long hair and the beard, tall which, drummers. which would not really fit in that mask. It's the octopus thing. Yeah. Tommy Lee. Uh, number four is Dave Grohl. No way. Which I also I don't I don't really no see way. that. Nope. That'd be pretty ballsy. Grohl likes to have his face on things. I think. Yeah, yeah. he's not he's not hiding behind no mask. Well, I don't think he. Is I didn't see that in his Corey latest Taylor. biography. No. No. I don't think he and Corey Taylor could see eye to eye. That's possible as well. Uh, so that's four. Uh, three, uh, Joey Jordison, which would be weird, but that's the original drummer, too. I heard this rumor, and there seems to be a huge following that believe that it is him. Yep. Like, he's, like, clean, sober, good, ready to rock and roll. And, like, there's, like, a huge, huge number of people that it's, like, they're, they're a dead set. It's him. It's him. It's him. Right. Uh, so the last two, uh, one being, uh... Number two, I should say, being Griffin Taylor, which is, excuse me, uh, Corey Taylor's son, which he actually has been on a stage with him a few times doing some vocal nonsense. But that kid looks, that dude looks way too big to be a child. Yeah, there's no way. There's absolutely there's no, no way. way. He's, that, Corey Taylor's son, he's got to be only, what, 16, 17 and years then, old? And uh, then also one of Sean's, this is number one, one of Sean, uh, clown, uh, one of his sons, which again, that dude's way too big to be a well, child. I, I, it's, I don't think it has anything to do with Clown. I mean, they're, well, how, they're how dealing with a tragedy son? right now. They're not going to well, pull somebody Well, according to this picture, about the same age as Corey Taylor's son. Yeah, like, which is like, what, 16? Yeah, like, yeah. you see that dude back there. He's, My he's vote's a, for Tommy Lee. Tommy? Uh, Tom. <laughs> Seriously? It's a, it's a write-in. <laughs> I'm going Tommy Lee. <laughs> yeah, there you go. He's, he's the no tallest drummer I know. <laughs> right. Are the, uh, well, are the royalties for uh, Motley Crue not paying off right, anymore right. or what? Yeah, but Tommy Lee's one of those dudes who would do some shit like right. this. He would. Because to him, he's like... It's the I last get... time Tommy Lee's been involved in anything. Exactly. They want, they want to bring so to uh, some kind it? of bucket head bullshit. Um, whatever of madness or whatever. That, Methods the, of madness. Methods of madness. Yeah. They, he wants to bring that back. Methods of madness. I'm telling Can you, you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> it's madness. Stop it right now. And, I mean, think uh, about it. I mean, like he's already like there's already enough attention on Motley Crue right now because of yeah, their, they're actually huge right now. So he just joined Slipknot. <laughs> Why not? What the fuck? <laughs> like, come I didn't, on! I didn't see that chapter of the movie. Uh, right? <laughs> Never leave Tommy Lee near Slipknot. They'll take him. He'll fuck him. <laughs> fuck him. <laughs> yes. yes. Yep. All right. Yep. Uh, Moving on. <laughs> With that being said, now for this. Heavy Metal Headlines. There's yet another update 
in the ongoing saga of crazy hellness. I'll yeah. introduce it. Yeah, do it. Do it. The Woodstock 50, the festival that will not die. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Apparently. Apparently. And Anthony will elaborate. It might still happen. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, man, with your research. Oh, man, man, with the research. Great. So, Woodstock 50 has been brought back to life by new investors after Densu Agus Network pulled their support in April. Um, I'm going to jump back and forth between. I got I two different articles here. One, uh, so the they actually went to uh, the Supreme Court with this situation. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. For what? Like this is the <laughs> in order to re- in order for the for, uh, the former partner, which is the Densu Agus, uh, to return eighteen million dollars to the festival account because when they pulled out, uh, the the situation being is that um, they 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 decided to cancel it without actually breaking contract. So in reality, they can't. Just cancel it like that when you have all these contracts and all this this legal shit behind it. You can't just be like, sorry, I'm all set by. It's not how that works. Unless you have it. In the this country. is like one of those things you can't walk, right. you can't walk into the courtroom and say, okay, I'm guilty. Well, you can't sit. You can't do that. Why can't I do that? You don't have a lawyer. Why do I need a lawyer? I know I'm guilty. Don't need a lawyer, man. I stabbed a bitch. No, you you <laughs> have to represent yourself. Yeah, you represent some. But it's like, yeah. So with that going on. Um, so after losing, so they weren't able to get the, uh, 18, uh, million or whatever for, from them. The Supreme Court wouldn't give them that. Uh, so the American Investment Bank, Oppenheimer and company have stepped in to finance the event. And they actually quoted, we believe in Woodstock as an important Suckers. American culture icon. And look forward to its regeneration in the field, sorry, the green fields of Watkins Glen this August with all of the artists on the remarkable lineup. Sell some t-shirts. Remarkable lineup. Remarkable. You want to make some money? Sell some t-shirts. <laughs> you want a face like uh, so uh, half a thousand. On top, on top of this, lawsuits. they've actually had a lot of difficulties obtaining the uh, mass gathering permit from the New York State Department of Health. You think all these things had to be figured out prior to announcing? Probably. Like, you know the fiftieth anniversary. This is probably. This is that Firefest thing, like all over again, but it's Woodstock style. Yeah. Somebody's gonna be like sucking dick to get bottled water in New York. <laughs> it only makes sense if you've seen those documentaries. Go watch those documentaries; they're actually pretty good. I talk about it here, but it's not heavy metal, so fuck them. Blink One Eight Two is the closest they got. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. And Fever 333 is the closest this is getting. I don't even know what that means. The, I think the only quote-unquote metal band that's actually playing Woodstock. Yep. Hmm. Uh, the tickets haven't gone on sale yet. Which, I don't know. Uh, oh, obviously, because of the permit month. to hold the festival hasn't been granted. So, like... What happened to that thing that they didn't expect the amount of response that they were going to get and like they were overbooked or something like that. That was the it's last like, one. Does anybody know what the hell they're doing? I don't that's know. What, that's Evidently why I said, not. It's no, like, how I, can I, I, how the hell do you oversell well, you tickets know, to a you know, show? What, like, what, you just stop selling tickets. I, I honestly <laughs> think that this was a giant scam. Well, you know what's funny is that... Until then, the whole, like you said, that the 
that party, the, the, the big concert that was supposed to happen went down. They got all the movies about it now, the fire. Well, so... Um, I think once that went down, everything came under super scrutiny. Right. Well, it is the 50th anniversary well, you, you got to You got to remember, too, that the Dentsu Aegis company, they're from Japan. Like, they're not even, like, near us. <laughs> so they were probably just like, ah, uh, no. And then they just kind of, you know, so, like, it's, uh, it's, that very, it's very strange. It's... it's Oh, you mean Woodstock the music festival? I thought you talked about the bird and Snoopy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Maybe there was a confusion. Like, oh, we love peanuts. They you like know? cartoons, man. Yeah, you got right. you got to draw their shit in anime and just like send it over there. Can you imagine fucking Charlie Brown in anime? Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. There's any uh, Japanese Hold my whiskey. Japanese listeners, I love you all. We love everybody. I love anime. Dude. Anime is fucking killer. some awesome Japanese metal. There is some killer Japanese metal. Which I think we should. Uh, the whisper, the whisper is quite good. They're actually standing. And half of my half of what? my porn collection enough. was anime porn. Good for you. Pretty. There, there used to be a day when you would have been ostracized from society for admitting that. Just they, they <laughs> always, the they always make too much noise. <laughs> but you get the fortune cookie at the end, so that was cool. Little fortune my comes out. My problem with the anime oh, porn. We're digressing. My, my problem with the anime porn is the, like the money shot, but it's got all the action lines. I don't want to see action lines in the money shot. I get confused with the octopus tentacles. God damn it! Now I have to give this <laughs> segment credit to anime porn. <laughs> you brought it up. You did, unfortunately. I always okay. Last thing I'll say about it. I always found it comical that like the dude's member like never existed. Like it was just like sparkly. <laughs> Like it was like a scene with like planets and stars. Oh and God! Yep. Digression over. Get back to work. <laughs> yes, we digress. To be a shit show of an episode. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get some main event action in here. I'm done with this tiny bird on top of a. We're done with Marcus, this. Drink your whiskey, or I'm gonna drink it. Leave my whiskey alone. To drink it. You've had enough, sir. <laughs> I disagree. You've had enough. Here's some music. This is Tribulance. Off of their album, once again, The Aftermath of Lies. This is Deny the Pain. Enjoy.
six pack Super Cruise. For this evening's main event, we have actually decided to come up with the Heavy Metal Over a Six Pack Super Groups. So what we did was we took... Oh, don't sugarcoat this. We just fucking did whatever we wanted to do. <laughs> yeah, more or less. <laughs> All right, we're creating a band with like great, uh, the greatest, like, you know, the greatest guitarist, the bassist, sure. and like the whatnot. It's more of it's then, an opinion thing, but yeah. Yeah, so it's, a, it's an opinion. We made a super group. The way I approach this, and I'm assuming the way everybody else approaches, I actually came up with a group that I think would sound fucking amazing if they all oh, get together. So I, I, I shouldn't have picked one that would sound just god-awful? Yeah, that's right. Damn! I really need to read the instructions. So the cha the challenge was to actually come up with our, our supergroups, you know, you know, way better than the supergroups that are already out there, because I think we've discussed in previous episodes, some of these supergroups are just absolute disasters. Just, just, just horrible. Just horrible. For the record, you actually have to be, like, a great musician to be part of a supergroup. I mean, probably. <laughs> I think that's kind of the whole point. Let's <laughs> do just like a so, mediocre I, group. I, I, There's probably a couple of ways to go about this. I mean, you can go with like all legends. You can go with like, you know, the greatest of the greatest. You can go. But what I actually went, did with mine, and I'm going to share mine first. Right. Now, I don't know if I was supposed to name this group. No, I didn't. I didn't have Okay, I didn't name this group okay. because like I don't want to come up with like a cool band name that I might want to use later. Because like, like, but it's not like these people can use it. Like the socks match the drapes. God damn it! The now socks can't use that. Somebody else is gonna. Socks match the drapes. That or, actually or came. Cat, that, or that, cat food suicide. This actually came up when we were when we were when we were. It can be. When we were she debating. Would be surprised. When we were debating band names, these actually <laughs> came up. Cat food suicide. Fistful of muffin. Oh yeah, I got them all. Seppuku for Cheerios. There you go. That's one of my favorites. Beautiful. All right, so. If I was going to describe the sound that, that like my supergroup is actually going to create, what I was kind of going for, I, w I, I wanted to go with the things that like I kind of grew up with like like in the late '90s, early 2000s. So I wanted to take like this like really cool heavy industrial vibe and kind of mix in the very disrespected new metal aspects. Terminology. But enough talent where it doesn't necessarily sound like new metal kind of a thing but like it's kind of got like the vibe like i want like the cool heavy breakdowns like the just the heavy nonsense but like i i like some clean vocals in there i like a little bit of effect i want some like so so what you want to listen to is faith no more sorry <laughs> you bad about yourself so let me start with my guitarist my uh, the first guitarist that I actually and he would actually probably play the rhythm role in this in this actual game with uh, dino Cazares. Uh, you can see where your industrial falls in. From the likes of uh, Fear Factory, Divine Heresy, Asesino. I, I don't know. How to, sorry, Dino. I don't know As how to Asesino. pronounce his uh, Dino's always been a hero of mine. Like when I when I was a small child, I actually got his autograph one time. Like coolest dude I ever. Like I actually like told that dude, "You're the reason why I play guitar." That's just cool to tell somebody something like that every so often. He's like, "Cool, man. Let me sign your paper." <laughs> Get away from me. <laughs> he did not say that. Didn't say that. Okay. He did not say that. Right. <laughs> to my face. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, if you want to discuss it, he asked me is like, if this was like my first metal show because I was only like 15 years old at the time. Because like, actually it was. Fear Factory and Static X, baby. Had a boy. Fucking killer. skin lab, right? Killer. Nope. No. Uh, dope. 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 Fear Factory nope. and Static X. That was the probably the. I'm sorry. That wasn't the, that wasn't my first show. I told him he was my first show because he asked you me about it. You lied to him. 
No, because that was the kitty show that was at. Okay, we're digress- digressing. <laughs> so and back back to where we were. That was a long time ago. Okay, <laughs> it's been <laughs> much, yesterday. much alcohol. Much alcohol. Yeah, uh-huh. it was yesterday. <laughs> 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 so he he'd actually probably played the rhythm role because like the the lead guitarist I decided to go with, and there was a lot. Of, I had a lot of like mental turmoil like while I picked this person. I decided to go with Mark Morton. Ah, nice. Good call. And I went with Mark Morton not only because of his work in Lamb of God, but with his most recent work with his uh, his solo solo project, yeah. his solo project with like all of the uh, like the range that he actually showed with his solo project. So I think if you take something like cool and heavy, like with uh, Dino and like the Fear Factory, Divine Heresy vibe, and you actually mm-hmm. add like the Mark Morton like like the I don't want to use the word prettiness. Is that like a little a little technicality, a little like over like. So I thought that, that that blend right there would be pr- a pretty killer start. So moving on, the bass player turmoil that I went through. Sorry for taking your bass player. No, you're fine. You're fine. There's so little of them. It's hard. <laughs> there's really not, though. If you really think of it, there's really not. You got to find one that so, stands out, though. I'm kind of like, thing. it's like, do I want to go like wicked technical, like, Protest a hero, but I was like, no, I was, that, that's, I that's gonna, too. that's actually gonna like drown out like what yeah. I'm trying to do. I want a here. bass guitarist who can play it like a 12. Do I want to go time. something? Do I want to go something funny? So my honorable mention for this is actually uh, Justin Chancellor of Tool. Okay, that, that's a because, fair. That's a fair yeah. Because he could actually, I actually feel like he could add like a really certain neatness and like his technical ability would add, add like a really cool neatness to like the 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 heavy vibe that i really want to play down with my super is one of those few bands who they really utilize the sound of the bass they don't use it to round everything out they use it to define right and that's that's important because the other thing i was actually fighting over is like do i want fieldy man like can i get fieldy in like a like a heavy role because you know what the heavy stuff that corn does do like fieldy stuff is great but I didn't go any of those routes. I actually decided my my final bass player is Shavo Odagian. <clears throat> He's the bass player, and I'm probably I probably System butchered that name. System of a Down. Because you know what? He's got the pace. He's got the technical ability. He's got a little creativity in there. And he's a crazy person. He's, he's fucking balls nuts, man. <laughs> and that's like a, that's like the key to a bass player. If you're not fucking insane, psychotic. You're not a bass player. Agreed. Like that dude's fucking shit, like bald head and beard, man, alone just make him fucking nuts. Well Absolutely played, nuts. Well played. Not going to announce my vocalist and drummer yet, but I'm actually going to go. So I, I did want to add a keyboardist and a programmer. Uh, you guys got the programmer too. I didn't touch the programming, but okay. Keyboardist and programmer. And. I had I had somebody in my head that I actually wanted to um, put in this role, but then when I looked it up and realized who it was, I'm like, oh my god, this is definitely going to be the person that's going to be in this role. Wayne Static. Okay. You realize Wayne Static has a credit for Static X's like keyboard and programming role from like '96 to 2001. They had a player, but he's the one who's responsible for it. They actually went on to the little and he may have wrote it. There was a, the Japanese, yeah. the, yes, yes, he has a writing credit so, for it. So when he was in the... They had the, the, they had the um, studio. The Japanese played. gentleman whose name I did not write down and I cannot remember. Yeah, I believe he was the actual player. performer and he ended up being the one that actually wrote like the albums. It was like 02, 03 to about 2010-ish when 
there was that weird Static X like yeah. seg- segment in there. But Wayne Static was the original, and you know what? That industrial feel. That's what I'm saying. Like I'm going like my industrial, right. like heavy, like but like a little bit of the new metal, blah blah blah. Wayne Static, man. Plus he can throw in he can throw in some of his like little bark and backup vocals. Like why not? Yeah. Oh, I planned ahead with mine. So good, good on you. Right. Like pick main guys to do other things. Yeah. Like. Gold star. Oh, of course. Of course. Oh, yeah. And plus, I want to say like almost. Can you? Everybody here can sing on my on my list. Almost. Just in case. <laughs> so my drummer. Me right. I almost gave you honorable mention. I'm Damn not gonna it. lie. I almost did. I was this close. <laughs> but I was like, well, that'd be. I can't just be like. Uh, Hold on a second. Fine. Anthony. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I went. I went with uh, Dave McLean. Okay. Dave McLean of Machine Head. Yep. For fucking decades. Like probably 96 to 2014, I believe it, believe it was. Um, reason why, again, this is actually kind of like kind of going back to like personal experience. I actually remember I, I saw Machine Head open for Metallica at um, the TD Garden in Boston. And I actually had the seat because it was a center stage, and I actually had the seat the way that they actually set up the platform for McLean. Like, I was like slightly behind him, but not really. Like, I could see like the sidebar of his kit, but I could see him, I could see his legs, and I could see his arms. And that fucking octopus, dude. <laughs> like, don't, nobody drum machine fucking me with that guy because, like, holy fudge. Like that shit's just fast, man. That's a blur. It's technical. It's fucking neat. It's it's actually he's he's really good. So he's he's fitting into my vibe. So that's my drummer. So now my vocalist. Which was uh, tough to. Yeah, it was, that's kind of be like the main theme here. I have, like in my in my in my personal liking, like there's there's a certain kind of vocalist like that's in my head that like is always no, appealing. I'm sorry to, me. to interrupt. Before you go vocalist. Did yep. you pick anybody else? Any? I have I have three honorable mentions, and I have a uh, very hot female backing vocal. Okay, for but guest no other like main like DJs or anything. I only ask because I have DJs. And nope, I figure I, vocalist. I'm a one, two, three. On. I'm a, I'm primarily a six piece. Primarily a six right. piece. Yes. And I'm gonna talk about my special guest maybe later. Oh, yeah, okay. Because it'll make sense later. I was just curious. Sure. I, the, you know. So I have in my head like a certain a certain kind of vocalist. Like I like the powerful, clean vocals, but the guy needs to be able to have like an actual metal scream to him. Also, of course. One of the considerations I had was Phil Anselmo, mm-hmm. but I stepped away. I'm like, hmm, not quite, not quite. Good, crazy range, but maybe like maybe even like with the clean, maybe like a little too high tone for me. Hmm. With it with the clean. He's got some range. So then, my 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 other two quote unquote runners up. I mean, I was actually talking. I was actually thinking Tommy Vex. Mm-hmm. Like he's, if you he's go, got, he's a if you go to like a Divine Heresy kind of Tommy Vex. Um, even Bad Wolves. Even happy. Bad Wolves. I just don't like the writing in Bad Wolves. Yeah, it's good. This uh, th- there's a song that's on Octane right now. It's talking about remember when or something like that. It's like this weird. That's like, the one about his brother. Oh. Talking about the last episode. Yeah, you're right. I know I am. I wrote the biography thing. <laughs> anyway. 
awkward. Go on. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> so Tommy Vex was in, and then the the other one, and the, like the one that I actually grew like probably more so grew up with is uh, Burton C. Bell okay. of, of Fear Factory. Yeah. But Burton C. Bell doesn't have a metal scream. No. It just doesn't have it. So ultimately, Howard Jones. Okay. Howard Jones would be my vocalist of choice. Kill switch slash light the torch. Kill, light the torch. Devil you know. Yeah, if you count Devil You Know as well, yeah. Um Kill Switch Engage originally. He's got the metal scream. He's got the very powerful cleans. That's that's my man right there, Howard Jones. Okay. That's my super group. Very nice. Yeah. I'm sorry. You you put those six dudes in a room together and like just, just, just. I just want to see what happens, guys. It's gonna get weird. A five song EP. And and you know who grabs who, who touched whole... what. I mean, I don't know. Oh. But oh, wow. what gets now. recorded? <laughs> what gets recorded? <laughs> well, oh. it stays recorded. All right, Jay. I think that's the real trick. What stays recorded? Yeah. All right. That was a. I, I would listen to that band. Right? Hmm? <laughs> right? I would to that. I, I'd give that a good good listen to. That might be the nicest compliment you've ever given me. <laughs> I'm trying to think otherwise, but no, I think you're right. <laughs> I'd listen to that band. Beautiful. We're supposed to agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so where did you start, Marcus? Where did I start? Start with guitar. Yeah, I, I, I want to keep a. <laughs> All right, so guitars. Is this going to be longer? We're going to have to play music first. No longer than yours. Okay. Three hours later. <laughs> I'm going to play music first anyway. This is Oblivious. <laughs> oh! By Tribute. Tribute wins from the album Shots The fine. Aftermath of Lies. Ha! Enjoy.
feel better now that we've played music. Now you may tell us your... You never feel better. I always feel better. <laughs> you I'm never feel better. <laughs> take some of it. Don't take all of it. Take some you of it. You will. Define some. Give, give me... I'll, I'll pour you talk. <laughs> That's why I say define some. Christ. All right. So... I See, I feel under the gun trying to compete with Marcus's band. Okay. Oh, the second was, nicest thing you've ever said to me. Wow. I will admit, that's a solid lineup. It's fucking awesome. I love... <laughs> I love Not I to be biased or anything. I really loved the idea of this. Okay. It was very difficult for me to approach it, which I is why I did it from the hip. Like, you said it, I had a list within, what, mm -hmm. half a day? Like, this normally would have taken me six My months. My hardest thing is, is, what I did mine is you have kind of like... I thought too much about it, and I was like, oh, like, Dimebag Daryl, but then I'm like, well, that's like Pantera. You, That's going to pull out, you know, that's going to be too much. Or if you have all these, like, really high-name things, like Jimi Hendrix and this and this, like, it's just going to be, like, my fucking sensory overload. I don't know what to do. Like, well, that's you know what right. I mean? It's obscure reference. Have you ever seen the movie Walk, Walk Hard? <laughs> yes. The Dewey Cox story. <laughs> the Dewey Cox story. When he's got, like, the... 400 people in the recording studio, studio. Yeah. there's like goats and there's like aborigines and there's like <laughs> yep exactly same same uh, idea like you brought this up i've been thinking about this in like the, the freaking work van for like three days I'm like okay wait a minute no that's not gonna go together those guys would probably fight that guy would probably fuck his wife yeah exactly like there's so many <laughs> see i had to fire from the hip because I, if i had yeah. put that much thought into it, it, it i would have been so much it's i so would have been yeah. stuck yeah um so with that being said, I didn't do a whole lot of big name guys. There are there are no, some. Neither did I. There are some, um, and I, you know. But with that being said, so for my guitars, um, lead guitar and rhythm, sharing the duties back and forth, um, and that's why I picked the the two guys. And honestly, my second choice was not my originally first for my second choice. Um, <laughs> my first choice. Uh, uh, is Gary Clark Jr. Now, if you're not familiar with Gary Clark Jr., Gary Clark Jr. is a rock blues um, prodigy, as it were. Uh, he's been playing since I think he was like 15, maybe 13. Um, his guitar skills are so good, he's been acknowledged by Clapton, by like he's been invited to the Crossroads Guitar Festival. Um, Gary Clark Jr. is easily one of the greatest guitarists of the next generation. Uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan, his brother, overheard Gary, Car Gary Clark Jr. playing without seeing him and said, who's playing exactly like Stevie Ray Vaughan? Like, he heard it and said, who is this good? Right. And it, at the time, he was like 16. Yeah. Um, good start. So my first choice, it was kind of a no-brainer for me, so it was Gary Clark Jr. Um, my first pick for the shared responsibility of lead guitar and rhythm guitar. Um, my second choice is Slash. And I went with Slash because he is like a, a quite the accomplished guitarist. Um, I know he can play up to the level that I would expect in a super band because he has. So 
you don't have to you don't have to do, put it this way. But would you have a rhythm and a lead, or would you kind of have a no? They switch off. Okay. Like there, I mean, there is are, no lead. You ask me; those are both lead guitars. Oh, in my mind. With the, without a doubt. But with that being said, imagine a lead guitarist on the caliber of either of them as your backup. Right. Like. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, my original second choice. So I'll put him in his little asterisk was Joe Walsh, just because Joe Walsh yeah, of sure. the Eagles is fun. Right. And that's where I wanted to go. But I went with Slash because more of that electric sound, that, that newer sound of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are my guitarists. I could have gone a couple more, but I wanted to keep it to two. Um, n- next up... Uh, I'll go with bassist, right? We went with bassist and then drummer? Yeah. All right. Go to every order you're comfortable with, man. I'll go with bassist. Um, and, and I'm going to say a name that means absolutely nothing to anybody listening to this podcast. And I would be surprised if either of my co-hosts here know this name. I mean, I looked it's, it up, so. It, it, and <laughs> I would trust that Anthony would. Um, but Victor Wooten. Yeah. Um, I don't have the time nor the inclination to school everybody on Victor Wooten because this is not the right podcast for that. (laughs) Um, However, Victor Wooten is arguably one of the greatest bassists to ever breathe air. Not to touch the the instrument, to breathe air. Okay. Um, I, I honestly go out, listen to some Victor Wooten, I don't know how else to sell him to you. Aside, go and listen to him. Because there's nothing you can... To me, there's nothing you could do to sell a bass player to people aside from go listen. Sure. Because bass is a hard instrument to sell to people. Because people don't necessarily hear it. So they don't really put a whole lot of stock into it. Um, so go out. Listen listen to Victor Wooten. He's, he's one of the greats. Um, may turn you on to some different kind of music. Um, it'll definitely turn you on to, to bass solos. That's for damn sure. <laughs> uh, so next, I'm going to squeeze in my DJs before okay. my drummers. Um, so the, I, and I said plural DJs. Mm-hmm. Um, DJ Newmark and Cut Chemist. I've heard Cut Chemist. I don't know the other one. Uh, both are members of the band Jurassic 5. Uh, um, just like your, okay, yeah. For those of you who, for listeners of this podcast, you would recognize Jurassic 5 from uh, Tony Hawk uh, Underground soundtrack. Um, I believe the Day at the Races is the track off of that. Um, um, And later on, it will connect to one of my singers as well. Um, But arguably two of the the best working DJs Mm -hmm. out there. I've watched a video of DJ Newmark play a hotel room now when I say play a hotel room he literally creates a beat for a song by playing everything in the hotel room Uh, as an instrument nice little improv action it was one of the funniest and one of the coolest things I've I've seen a DJ do right I was like wait wait, what Did, did he just he, he used he made the hotel real noise. room as an he instrument. He made real, real like, noise. <laughs> um, and he's got his own line of uh, 
<clears throat> audio equipment. Okay. Um, very well respected within the uh, um, community. Uh, Cut Chemist, who is uh, uh, has worked for actually quite a long time. Uh, he, I want to say he was originally with a band, uh, Ozo Motley, uh, and then moved on to Jurassic Five. But he's had a solid um, solo career. Okay. And he's toured extensively and, you know, pretty regularly. Um, so those two, they, they have their, their history together. They work together. Um, I think that, that given the sound I'm looking for, the two of them would, would add a, a quite a interesting dynamic to it. Moving on. Uh, for my drummers, and I pick drummers. If it's okay for the Allman Brothers, if it's okay for Taj Mahal, it's okay for me. Now, this should go as a no-brainer for anybody who knows me. My number one drummer is Neil Peart. I think that's a lot of people's number okay. one drummer. The man's pushing like probably 70. Unfortunately, he's done with music, but that's fine. I won't he's done. That. He could still give up retirement, come back, I mean, he could. and drum better than anybody who's I'm doing sure it could. today. Uh, of course. Which is scary. A little bit. I'm pretty sure after the set, he'd probably die. <laughs> <laughs> probably as well. But, um, that being said, Neil Peart of Rush. I don't think he needs an introduction. I, I don't think he needs anything. <laughs> no. Just Neil Peart. Yep. Um, but I have two other drummers to fill out everything else. Okay. And my second drummer is Dave Grohl. I feel like he should only wear the, the devil costume, though. And he'll do it. Uh-huh. Actually, uh-huh. he'll just be in costume every time. Like, Good. Actually, you just gave me an idea. Now they can have warring costumes. The drummers can have warring costumes. There you, you know, go. Angel. Oh, see, you got me going You're down. You're welcome. The- <laughs> ruining so the rest of Dave your day. Dave Grohl, I mean, in addition to being an amazing drummer, right. one of the greatest drummers of recent history. One of the greatest musicians. Um, you throw into the fact that he is... A, one of the greatest musicians, like mm-hmm. you said, just in general, that just adds so much more to the the, the lineup there. Mm-hmm. Um, and for my third, totally fun, just there for entertainment purposes, is Animal from the Muppets. Heck, y'all, beautiful. Because <clears throat> who doesn't want to see Neil Peart, Dave Grohl, and Animal from the Muppets have a 45-minute drum solo? I'm pretty no sure. One. Didn't Dave Grohl verse? So anyway. Yes, anyway, it, there was a video. Go watch it. I, I thought so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so those are my drummers. Um, and so now I move on to my singers. And again, if you know me. I knew this one right off the bat. I knew this one right off the bat. Which is why I had to pick more than one, because I can't not pick right. Mike Patton as my first choice. Voted greatest vocalist of all time. Mm-hmm. That's vocalist amongst... Everything, mm-hmm. not just metal or rock. Sure. Everything. Greatest vocalist of all time. Uh-huh. Just want to. Yeah. yeah. And he was the one I was referring to earlier with the, what works me up about the egotistical lead man. Right. Sure. Because Corey Taylor is very similar to Mike Patton. Yeah. I, like, I love Mike Patton, and I appreciate Corey Taylor, and I think they're, they're both very similar. Mm-hmm. I think that mm-hmm. they have... Musical genius tendencies. I think they're very creative. 
Do I want to get stuck with them for a week? <laughs> probably not. Probably huh? not. Because it would probably destroy me. Um, but that being said, he one of the most talented people in me. I personally accept that challenge. Uh, Weird. Mike okay. Madden, one of the one of the most talented people in music. Um, so he was a no-brainer for me. Uh, my second singer to add a, a female flair um, is Florence Welsh of Florence and the Machine. Now, this was originally Sarah Brightman, but she's more of a vocalist. A vocalist. Less of a mainstream music. Um, but Florence Welsh, I believe, has the range that, um, uh, that I can see with a band that I, that I would put together. Mm-hmm. Um, I love female vocals. Um, Touche. I, I will side with a female vocalist over a male vocalist nine times out of ten. Um, and it, the work that Florence and the Machine does is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what else to say, so... My final musician or singer is Charlie Tuna. And for those of you keeping track, it's C H A L I Tuna T N A. Would that be Charlie Tuna? Charlie Tuna. Charlie. Charlie Tuna Charlie. of Jurassic Charlie. 5. And Bozo Motley. Um, easily one of the greatest voices in music today. And. He's he just does his thing. Um, several solo albums, which are very uh, well done. But again, you know, they, we're dealing with the indie community, the underground community, so they don't get the attention that a lot of the mainstream. Like, I could make an argument that Charlie Tuna is easily far more talented far more deserving of the status of Kanye West than Kanye West is. I think Kanye West is a hack. I think he's a piece of shit. Get you in the club. Um, and it's unfortunate that artists like Charlie Tuna don't get the attention that they right. deserve. Because, and having played Charlie Tuna to people who don't listen to hip-hop, just hearing his voice, they've literally said, I don't listen to hip-hop, but this guy has one of the best voices in music. Yeah. Because you hear it and it just... It's velvet. Mm-hmm. He is... It, to, to compare him to somebody, it would be Barry White, almost. That deep baritone that, you know... Um, easily one of my favorite vocalists in hip-hop and music. Uh... And I know that Mike Patton works well with hip-hop artists as well, especially indie. So that was another reasoning for my sure. choice as well. Um, but those, that, that's my choice. That's my super band. Nice. And if I could afford this kind of money, <laughs> I wouldn't be here talking to you guys. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Pretty much. Book them. Book them. All right, so uh, between uh, me and Jay, uh, I reached out to the community and tried to get some other people's uh, dream bands. And uh, a buddy of mine uh, ended up sending one in. 
I'm extremely curious about this. And I, I put him after Jay only because of the similarity in in the blues kind of type of music. I figured you guys. Would Do we have any crossovers? <clears throat> uh, no. Damn. But uh, so. For, uh, Lewis, if you if you do listen to this, hi, hello, um, what's up, kid? Hey, so he started with uh, for guitar, Jimi Hendrix, Stevie Ray Vaughan. Uh, see, I already like this guy. Right. I, uh, I, I avoided dead people. Yeah. Was that? It? Yeah, whatever. Uh, so for his bass player, he actually picked John Paul Jones. Again, he was on my short list. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said because he was uh, just an all-around great musician in general. Uh, so he said for uh, keyboard slash organ, he picked Chick Corea. I know the name. You're going to have to remind me who it is. So. Uh, crap, crap, crap. Uh, Chick Corea. It's, I don't. He doesn't really follow uh, like a band band. Um, music groups return to forever. Um, he's an American jazz pianist, electric keyboardist, and composer. That's uh, his composition Spain, 500 Miles High, La Fiesta, and Windows. So he, he's, he's the American jazz pianist. Okay. Uh, after that, a the, lot of the, names get lost. The drummer he had a little tough with, but he actually went with uh, Vinny Col. I'm not sure how to say this. C O L A I U T A. Colieta. Julieta, right? Sure. Uh, but he's the drummer to the Bee Gees. Interesting choice. Mm-hmm. But he says one of his favorite drummers. And for a frontman... So he likes old Bee Gees. So for a frontman, he went with Steve Marriott from uh-huh. The Small Faces and Humble Pie. He said it would be a blues-slash-rock powerhouse. They got sold to him for to a case of Heineken. Listen to that and band. 50 bucks. That's a uh, almost famous reference. Ah, gotcha. I don't care. I'm a, I'm a winner all tonight because I, I am imagining these bands. So so my my end of things. You're going to sleep nice today. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. This, this, is, this is awesome. So <laughs> for mine, uh, I'll, I'll give the idea what I, what I think. So for my guitarist, now. Oh, he's jumping right in. Jump him right in. He's diving right in. Dick Go first. Dick first. Balls deep in the cold water. Yep. <laughs> Which didn't become balls deep in your whatever. Uh, yeah, you're only balls deep after that. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah, it's all, you, it's all you got. <laughs> so I st- so I bring it up earlier. I didn't want to pick anybody who kind of frontlined a band for the most part. Like if you like, why I went back with with uh, Dimebag, you'd be like, oh well, that's Dimebag. Jimi Hendrix, you like, you know, boom. It would take away from everything. Now, I've uh, I've been listening to a lot of Trivium lately, uh, so I actually took their guitarist Corey King. I'm not sure how to say his last name, but it's spelled B E A U L I E U. Bet Bolio. Bolio. But I mean, so regardless, as, as someone who grew up in in Lemonster, which is French Canadian like heaven, I'm gonna go that's like Bolio. It's I'm sure it's something Bo- that I can't Bolet pronounce. Or... Regardless, epic. No, I mean, especially, I mean, if you've listened to any of Trivium from day one, I mean, this man is phenomenal. I mean, I get it, he's got Matt Heafy behind him, but like, the, but like his like solo stuff. And I brought up when they did the, their last tour, 
and Matt was actually out because of his twins that were born. And he sang and played half the guitar riffs at the same time. And to be able to, like, I mean, he did the screams, but to still pound out oh. vocals and just fly your fingers around, it's impressive. Yeah, it's it's very impressive. So I actually picked him also for the backup vocals. I very much like the screams in uh, Trivium because he does a majority of them. And it's a very, very good sounding scream, which I, which I think would, would feel well, along with, I mean, his phenomenal lead work would be unreal. Um, now to follow up with a lead guitar, uh, a rhythm guitarist. Rhythm guitarist was very hard for me to find because I thought too much about it, and I didn't want somebody who would clash with their lead. So uh, actually, I switched mine earlier in today. Uh, going on with the Slipknot topic, I picked Mick Thompson, the rhythm guitarist for Slipknot. He's very good, but he never overshadows anything. You know what I mean? Well, he's enough to keep everything rolling. He's quick enough. He's fast enough. When you are in the role of rhythm guitarist. That's your job. Your job is to provide a spine with the drums. Exactly. And not be seen. Plus, he's six foot seven. He's fucking ginormous. Mm. Uh, unless you And he's you never have been without those, a mask. Unless so. you have one of those rare songs where, you you know, your main right. hook is part of the rhythm. Right. Um, to follow up, you have two phenomenal guitarists. You're going to need some speed behind it. Uh, for a bass player, I actually took from Marcus, evidently, uh, Ryan Martini. Is that how you would say his name? Yeah, you would. He would have been uh, up there on my uh, of uh, Mudvayne. This surprises me. Not to, to, yep. to segue for, but you guys went far more contemporary choices for yep. basses. Contemporary. Okay. Contemporary. And again, same or recent. Mm. Well, I can I can actually vouch for this dude. Yeah. This dude is a. F- fucking beast well, especially when it comes to like the live performances like so you know people think of like Mudvayne and they're, they're, you're probably not going to necessarily think of like the most technical thing in the in the history of the world people look up the bass tab for dig <laughs> that dude hits like eight effing notes in the like that's not what the bass sounds like the bass is like it's like fuck you <laughs> and, uh, it, and the reason I, I said it is because it's interesting to me because you two your backgrounds are heavy metal right. our metal are that's that's your wheelhouse yes yeah. not necessarily my wheelhouse right. so when I chose a bassist I went out of like sure. and you went for more the more contemporary choices yep. went to my comfy zone but like and right. going back into it I didn't want to pick somebody like Les Claypool because then it's the Les Claypool project you know what I mean he's gonna outshine the rest of the band right yeah my name Stuff hasn't like been that. mud for a long time no um, but Johnny was a race car driver yes he was and Winona has a big brown beaver she does have a throw it in the air anyway uh, uh, so <laughs> if we're gonna we're gonna keep with, with we want someone who can follow up with with the drums behind it. Now, this man is also known as the Atomic Clock and the Human Drum Machine. We have Eugene Victor Hoglin, also known as Gene Hoglin, of Death Clock, of Death, of any high-speed metal band. This man can just... its un, uh, he, Yeah, it's unreal. Unreal what this man can do. And... Not necessarily saying I'm gonna be fucking high speed all day, but you can you have the the ver, it's, uh, it's, variety yeah, it's there. or the yeah if you need it. So 
I got a good yeah. base in the bottom. Now, I'm I'm gonna go with, with Jay. Uh, we were talking about female singers. I I'm a big fan of the female singer in the in the rock metal genre, but there's there's not enough of you ladies out there. Right. Go out there. Start and a band. I've I've picked four uh, or five. A, that's a dangerous. Do it, ladies. <laughs> go out there. Start a band. I I. I've been jumping around between a few of them, and like I started with uh, "Picture Me Broken," their lead singer. Um, I forget her first name, but she's uh, the, the daughter of Greg Allman. Okay. Um, but yeah, she yeah. can scream as well. But I have. She's good too. She's oh, no, got she's quite phenomenal. the range. But I get Corey King behind him. I don't. I like his scream. I don't need somebody who can jump in there and scream. It's going to be too back and forth. So originally but I was variety, so you don't always have to have right, him yelling. Right. <laughs> but I was also going with. Uh, uh, the girl from um, Forever say, Still. Sorry. I was gonna say, you're gonna say <laughs> no, 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 no. Because no. her vo- her voice is, is is friggin' beautiful. Friggin' beautiful. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and uh, but like, I was so um sorry. Ma Ma uh, Maha Shining is, is her name. And uh, so. I was I was listening to some of the stuff with her, and I was like, I, I'm not sure because there's a lot of bands that are out there that are like that, like in the kind of folk power metal department where they have that beautiful voice kind of thrown in there, you know, almost like haunting sort of thing. And I'm like, well, that's going to be too much, you know, like Draconia and stuff like that. Evanescence, if you must, you know what I mean? So, um, it made me bring up a video which I actually share with these individuals. If you have not seen... And this person isn't even in the, the metal genre whatsoever. But if you get a chance, and I'll, I'll actually send it, I'll have Marcus throw it as the, the link for the YouTube video. Done. But uh, I went with an Angelina Germanata. And if that doesn't ring anyone's bell, it's uh, Miss, Miss Lady Gaga. <laughs> um... <laughs> So she actually does she does a uh, a live performance if you haven't seen it with Metallica they play off uh, uh, Moth the Flame and she does a phenomenal job because the thing is is when you have a live show you need a performance behind it mm-hmm. if you're just a bunch of dudes out there you're not gonna get much but if you want to go places you've got to have a performance this woman knows how to make a performance she's a very good in, in in drama like any of the you know, production of any kind of musical. She was huge in the music musicals. Like she's very good at that, choreography, any of the sorts. She's very she's expressive. A, she's exactly. a performer. She is. It's, it's, I, think, I she think she is. actually started this performance with like a like a pseudo mosh pit, like on the stage yes. with like yeah. a bunch I of like other say. like. Yeah, because I've actually watched the behind scenes for it, like the rehearsal, and she's going like, you know, we can do this, we should do this, boom, and she like she made that Metallica live think- performance. I think Enjoyable. one of the things that I like about Lady Gaga is, to me, it, it seems evident that she is a fan of music. She doesn't. She, she, she listens to all yeah. kinds of things. She doesn't nope. pigeonhole Agreed. herself. She doesn't. You know. I also like her because she's very down to earth. As weird as she puts herself on like a normal level, like when people work with her. She's super oh, down yeah, to earth. Is. She's very like, oh, you know, call me Stephanie. She, like, I came like, up like, she seemed nothing but nice. I came that up with like, me out a little bit. <laughs> weird, right? <laughs> I came up with like a ten point list and like the first seven are the body parts, but then I went for like creativity, and 
Yeah, just they're spiraling. <laughs> Uh, and I mean, like, her vocal range is unreal. Like, that woman yeah, can sing. she can. Yeah, she's got that deep, like... Yeah, like, she, she can, can like, do really the growly stuff though. if she needs to. I mean, I think it'd be very interesting to see her in, in an actual creative metal atmosphere. When you have these these this group of individuals with my, you know, my instrumental department and what they can create, and to have her almost be able to create the performance of everything and kind of throw it all together I think it'd be very interesting what would come so out so this is like this is my dream right now like a producer's out there like right now and he's like listening to this is like wow Anthony might be on to something it's like hold on let me make some calls <laughs> but I mean I see when I think of almost like I mean I basically you reverse engineer Gwen Stefani okay yeah Gwen Stefani started in a Okay, I see rock. what you mean that way. Yeah, Scott, she started you know, as a rock. She started, okay, that makes sense. I see what you singer. mean. That's funny. The blanks that were like, "Where are you going?" With this? <laughs> and then she became a pop star. Yes. Now you're going in the other got direction. Lady Gaga starts as a pop star, right. who is obviously very talented. That's not how the movie and The Shallows went. <laughs> or Stars Born, whatever, Star whatever the actual movie is called. The song is called Shallows. <laughs> Close. Thank you. No, so I think I think you have kind of like a trivium-ish sound. With the heavy, the fast, you know, the the breakdowns and stuff, and you have her kind of in there with the growls and stuff. But I think the visual performance in, in all would be, and you. Well, could I think get, she ups the ante right. so much. Like, y literally, just with the addition of her, mm -hmm. you've made your group a spectacle. Right. <laughs> just with her. Isn't this comments get weird? I don't know if that was that a good comment. Uh, no, it, it is. It's a, it is a good comment. Well, <coughs> that's it, dangerously close to testicle. I don't he, like it. He, <laughs> the only thing I did in terms of, of making uh, mine a spectacle was at an animal muppet. Good. Now, Marcus here went straight bare bones, like no frills, no like. Did we come? We come to the party. My group. He went core. <laughs> like we come the party. <laughs> <laughs> but you added an element I actually hadn't quite considered. Yeah, we just need strobe lights and double bass, man. the We're actual in. live performance <laughs> you, need, you need the palladium in general. You're all set. <laughs> Kidding me? We'll fucking kill the palladium. <laughs> Burn I'm that fire. bitch down. <laughs> Again. Uh, so for our, our last one, I had another person um, from the Instagram name of Defect. What's up? Hey! Shout out to you. Yeah, you. For, uh. You defect. For, yeah, you defect. It's, I think it's the idea. Um, but he actually sent us his, his, uh, his little band situation here. Thanks for participating, and, um, man. Marcus will, will know a, a lot of these bands as, as well. Um, and probably, Jay, if, you, if you're, if you're in the old punk, I think you'd, you'd pick up a lot of these as well. Okay, it depends on your definition of punk. But we're, we're gonna start, For um, fuck's sakes, get over Because if you, if you consider Green Day... Stop punk, it! Stop it! We're done. Green Day's not punk, it's pop. Damn right it is. <laughs> Damn right it is. Don't even make me bust out your scores. You made me vote Green Day as punk. You voted him as punk. Because you put it in the bracket, being... Move on. Registered as Move well. on. <laughs> Move on. Mayday. Help. <laughs> um, sorry. So for the lead guitarists, they have taken Buckethead. Ah, there you go. Which, I mean, that guy's never really... I mean, I guess he has. I mean, he made like a million songs, but he was in, you know... It's like what? Guns 300 Roses, studio albums that we talked about? Something like that. Uh, yeah. 
300 and something. It's a good amount. Studio. Uh, so that'd be a lead. Following up your rhythm would be uh, Grant Estes of Suicidal Tendencies. That's right, I know the name. That's nice. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. See yeah. where we're going here? Yeah, turn his volume up a little bit higher. <laughs> just a little bit. Just a little bit over bucket, Buckethead. Bucket, where you at? Four? <laughs> I'm just going to go to uh, four. I'm going to wow. 4.2, buddy. Four Following behind that. I like the, suicidal tendencies, but Marcus. Uh, so <laughs> for the, carry with the rhythm. You may part. have a little hate for Buckethead. Go with your rhythm. <laughs> go with your rhythm. Uh, bassist, you take uh, David Ellison. Oh, okay. Make it down. All right. All right, all right. Uh, following up for uh, the drum. top tens gave him top four, by the way. I mean, hey, whatever. That's good for him. For drums, we have Mikey D. Fuck yeah, of Motorhead. All right, okay, good call. I mean, now this is where it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna change a little bit. It didn't quite he, like. He didn't pop up on my list, but uh, background now background vocals, not not main vocals, background vocals. You have Nocturno Culto. Of a municipal waste and waste and iron made uh, iron Reagan. Are you aware of municipal waste? Uh huh. Okay. George Fisher, Cannibal Corpse. These are still backup vocals. These are still backup vocals. So, so this is like the choir in the background. Yep. So those those are your <laughs> that's that's those are your backup vocals. That's yep. interesting. Oh, this is a whole lot of money for backup vocals. This, this is interesting. <laughs> I'm just watching. I'm watching the dollar signs. Ching, ching, ching. <laughs> Can you growl in another octave? <laughs> Can you growl in Spanish? I'm sorry. I, I I have officially read this way. I apologize. Nocturno Culto is not from Municipal Waste. My apologies. Oh. Nocturno Culto is from the Norwegian mus- uh, musician known for the lead guitarist, vocalist, and partial bassist of the influential black metal band Dark Throne. Even better. My, my apologies. That's a that great one. band. Dark Throne? Dark Throne. Pretty oh, impressive. Awesome band. Um, for the main vocals, you have Tony Forrester of Municipal Waste uh-huh. and Iron Regan. Okay. Okay. Someone's I, for some fan. reason, double double copied the same one. I was like, that doesn't seem right. All right. So yes. we, got, we, got, we got some musical action going on in the background with like some crazy ass fucking brutal vocal. So, uh, uh, so his quote at the end, he said, "I think a very brutal, brutal sound would come from this, and it's also some of the artists that stand out to him the most." Is he sure? <laughs> <laughs> but it's kind of neat because you have like this old school on the instrumentals, and you got this new school. I don't want to use new school, but you have like you have two different genres, I guess. <laughs> you get less old. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like <laughs> yes, <laughs> for like a better term. I'm 45. I'm the youngin. <laughs> that happens. <laughs> it, it, can, it can. But you know what I mean, though. You yeah, have fucking Fred Durst thinking about my generation. He's fucking 85. But I mean, you have you have like like that, as Jay would say, like the heavy, just the heavy metal background with your Motorhead, you, you know, the Buckethead. You, you know, you got that. But then you have like fucking you know, Cannibal Corpse, Dark Throne up front. So it would be interesting to see. It's the only thing that gives me pause about this band. It's the only. Uh, I actually wonder if that if that musical core would have the the ability to like just like cut loose. I don't see why not. Or would they overshadow the youngins right in the front? It'd be interesting. It, it would totally be interesting. It'd be like a gnarly in flames. 
like from the early nineties. Yeah. All right. I could I could see that. Yeah. Because you have Buckethead with the gnarly guitar action. All right. Well, thanks, Defect, for the acid trip that I'm going to go to bed with tonight. Right. We all were going to sleep well tonight, but now now it's like, oh, not anymore. What's that going to sound like? But uh, thank you for the for the people who who reached out and, and kind of gave us their. Uh, thanks for participating. Yeah. Man. Hell yeah. For the rest hell of you, yeah. fuck off. <laughs> Thanks for not participating, you douches. Doucheberries. Well, Douche means, canoe. I got one more song for you. Fire away, friend. Is it my favorite one? No, we played that like second. God damn it. Is it my second favorite one? I felt like, I feel like that was like two hours ago. I actually decided to go with like the end of the album on this one. You got to mix it up. You can't just like you do. put Agreed. the top five of the Spotify playlist. These are uh, the, the, the awesome dudes over at Tribulance. Arizona, US, man. It's fucking hot out there. <laughs> dry heat my ass. Dry it's heat fucking, for days. Fucking hot. <laughs> uh, once again, off the album, The Aftermath of Lies. Uh, the last track we're going to play for you today, Walk the Talk. Enjoy.
So before we get into the beer, I, I wanted to bring up. Uh, I ended up going to uh, Nantucket over the weekend um, uh, as part of the culinary team for the food and wine festival that they that they uh, support there, which, uh, for a sh- long story short, was phenomenal. Working with the different chefs from all over the world, good times. But there was a story that uh, that it's semi music related, and I figured I'd bring it up on the podcast. So um, I didn't get to try this wine. But there's a wine. The name, the full name escapes me. But it's it's like Louis the Thirteenth. Okay. And it's about two thousand dollars for a glass of said wine. No. It's it's fucking bananas. No. So there is no alcohol. The uh, <laughs> so the um the person who makes it like the actual. I drink toilet wine before I drink that. Beautiful. <laughs> so the the person who actually makes so the person who's making the next batch right now. That batch will not be done until 2,210. Like 2,200. That's, that's, that's how long they ferment this beer, which is why it's too... So this person is not I even... I can. It's not coming out for like 200 <laughs> years. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. It's your children's 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 This children. is like the ultimate cock tease. <laughs> so, and that's how, they, that's how they do it. They do it like for... It's like 100 to 200 years for this wine, which is why it's so expensive. Anyway, so... The the bottle that was brewed, um, that that was actually for for uh, tasting and whatnot, for this, this specific weekend. A thousand years ago. A two hundred, actually. So, yeah, so the product isn't done yet. No, it's done. It's every two like they they do oh. it in spurts, yeah. So, uh, so what they did was, are we aware of Pharrell? Who Pharrell is? Like the singer, Pharrell? Harry Pharrell. Oh, wait, no, no. Pharrell. Pharrell. Like, like a happy, yes. Thank you. Exactly. So, he has actually written a, and produced a song that that has to do with the situation of the world at the moment. And they paid him with one glass hang of on, wine. Hang on, hang on. I'm not done. I'm not done. So, this, so this, this song was produced by him. It's never been heard by anybody. It's actually been recorded and put in the box... In a clay time machine with this wine, so that way in a hundred years or a hundred plus years when they dig it up with the wine, they'll have this song that explains the world situation along with the wine. Do they, they talk so. about the location of said wine? No, no, they did not. But that's just. I'm with Marcus. Where's this? Shit? Yeah. No, that's that's the story. Is of, there a treasure map the with wine. an X? You drive, I'll get the shovel. I myself thought it was very interesting. That's an awesome. Uh, story. There's a I don't lot, of, lot of stuff alcohol. behind it. I want to get that fucking song, and I want to see what fucking Farrell has to say uh, 200 years from now. This is what real treasure maps look like, folks. <laughs> anyway, I feel like I'm in the Goonies. Anyway, on on to beer. On to beer. I'll start. I'm ready. Go for it. I got one in my left hand right here. I actually, uh, I, I stuck local. Uh, we had, we talked about these guys, I don't know, probably at least a couple of times. I think they were featured at least one of our episodes. Weren't oh. they here? <laughs> I, th- I think they've been in our building before. The, uh, the gentleman like over something you should remember. The gentleman over at Watch News. <laughs> <laughs> In case you guys are thinking about coming back. (laughs) He'll come back if I tell him to. But anyway. (coughs) Authority. Excuse me. Wachusett Brewing Company. So 
Interesting story about this beer, and I'll, I'll say it really quick. There was once upon a time I actually didn't think I really liked summer beer. Uh-huh. Like the, the, the uh, summer-style ale, but for some reason, I don't know. You know how your taste buds change like every seven years? I think that might have been what happened to me because like, I, I, I drank this, and I'm like, dude, I like, I like summer ale. For let 28, pa- I still don't me, like pickles. But let me paraphrase. Been. You know that you know your taste buds change when you get old? No, they just fall off. It's That's every different. seven years, sir. It's every seven years. When you so, get old. So I got to <laughs> watch these, I got to watch these this summer because I wanted to celebrate the fact that the sun's been out here for like three days in a row. <laughs> That's as much as we've gotten in how many months? It's been like three months of darkness. Yeah. <laughs> this is New England. Fucking like, Alaska. You expect anything else. <laughs> fucking Alaska. Like, here your whole lives. You should know we live in a giant cesspool of rain and snow. Big gray bucket of suck. <laughs> I'll put this up against any other. This summer. is why everybody's so angry up here. Right. Yeah, I'll put exactly. this up against any other summer ale I've I've, I've drank. Like they, they actually do a the really nice job. And you know what? Better than it's, the summer shandy. It's actually you see the summer shandy. That's different. That's more like that's, lemonade. That's, that's, that's lemonade like, with well, the, like, yeah. the whole yeah. summer beers and. I don't mind. I don't mind a good shandy. And the, there's a brewery up north that I might actually feature on like some well, some, some upcoming the, episodes. The but I don't I'll want, be asking you this question. More I don't more. want to spoil that yet because I have to remember what that brewery is. So shall, shall we keep track of all the summer brews that any of us drink? Throughout from now, yeah, until there's the end a of the website summer. that does that for us. Uh-huh. It's uh, hmoa6pack.podomatic.net. Uh, if you actually hit the beer tab, you'll talk about all these beers that we like rate. Well, but, even uh, our past beers? Oh my god, you only you, future beers. No Jay. Shit. Only future beers. Only future. Huh. I, I can see the future and yep. I put it on the we website. We know exactly what beers we're gonna be. <laughs> yep, I can't even. <laughs> I almost forgot what I'm talking about. What am I talking about? The beer in your hand. This beer. Okay. That one. <laughs> Fantastic. Why don't you see Summer <laughs> Ale? Um, oh, I did want to actually point out, you, if, if, you're in the, if you're in the Massachusetts, like Central Mass area and like anywhere like within Westminster, it's it's still 100% better out of the tap. Oh, yeah. Like if, sure. you, if you actually get it on location. They just opened up. I'll give them a quick shout out. They just actually opened up the Brew Woods. I saw that. Yeah. So while they actually build this crazy barn thing that they're actually like putting up as like a main indoor structure, like the whole outdoor facility of the Wachusa Brewery, brewery is now open and it's called the Brew Woods. There's a tap house out there, the food truck. Make your uh, reservation now. Yeah. No, you don't even. Have to, I mean, there's probably, no reservation. It's like though. first come, first really? serve. Every it's time like, I drive by, there's so like many people. Oh, it's always packed. Fucking gold like, mine, absolute gold mine. But smart with anytime, that. like the You're, only time I don't see it busy. Is in the afternoon, like lunchtime. You can bring yeah. the, You can actually bring the dogs out to the woods. Yep. I mean, we we brought our dog Porter. He loves it. He can play with the other dogs, man. Like the the whole the whole setup is just phenomenal. Five out of six. Booyah! Nice, beautiful. I went a little more north. Um, now I don't, unfortunately, and not to throw shade at Wachusett, I've never been a big fan of their blueberry. I just haven't. I've just not never yeah, fuck been. Fuck your blueberry watch. Never it. been into the blueberry, but so much um, my back. My my two choices, and I, I actually like these fairly equally. Uh, Ballista Point does a very good blueberry, and uh, the one I have here is actually Sea Dog. They have been around since the beginning of the microbrew. Fucking. They're from Portland, like, Maine. They have been around a very mm-hmm. long time. I love Portland. They've been around as long as I've been able to drink. Portland, Maine. If you want to go for a drinking weekend, Portland, Maine is where it's at. Really? Oh, God, yeah. I mean, there's some, like, I, I was downtown, and, you know, but. Uh, one, 
Never mind that. So I went with their wild blueberry, which I, I like this because it's like a little sweeter and you get a lot more of the blueberry-ishness. It's so wild. Yes, so wild. It's none of those tame blueberries that you get otherwise. Well, they're, they're one of the first blueberry beers that was on the market. Really? Back in the day. Yeah. Um, them, they were before Wachusett had a blueberry. Mm-hmm. Wachusett was still doing the nut brown ale okay. before they did any flavors. And Sea Dog, um, oh, I can't remember, Smutty Nose. Smutty Nose. They yeah, were the with other the, with ones. The seal. Yeah, Smutty yeah. Nose and Sea Dog, those were the oh, two yeah, that were doing too. the blueberry beers back in yeah, the day. Yeah, but uh, no, if honestly, Sea Dog is probably one of my favorite uh, blueberry ales. So I would give it a five out of six. Mm-hmm. Very good. Boo. Yeah. And since Jay's the whiskey guy, I ended up uh, getting and drinking a lot of whiskey this weekend with the culinary team. So well I brought a little home and I figured Jay being the whiskey guy, you can do the review on it. And let me start by saying thank you, Anthony, for bringing whiskey. Because it's always appreciated. Thank whoever bought it. I don't know. I just, it was there. <laughs> Marcus is usually the, 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 the whiskey purveyor like every now and then Anthony yeah, brings my a, moments. yeah every now and then Anthony brings a, a whiskey in sometimes I bring a cup of urine yeah, I'm, I'm I only say that because usually, usually Marcus has it in the chamber <laughs> fire away he's like I've got this bottle upstairs <laughs> um, so my the, urine's always whiskey, in the chamber so uh, let's see Woodford Reserve Kentucky bourbon um Pretty up there, 90.4 proof. Mm-hmm. It's actually it's about 10% higher than your average whiskey. It's about 35%. Um, actually, I, you know, not a bad, it, it, the, the reserve. So I assume it's a step up yep. over the regular Woodford. Um, but in terms of uh, bourbon, like I'm not a huge bourbon guy. I like whiskey, not necessarily sure. bourbon. This was a good, a pretty good it's pretty Bourbon smooth whiskey. for the most part. It's got I'll a little say, burn. This is, this is a smooth. Sweet? This is a smooth drink. It, it, it has it, like, kind of to your point, like it, it's got like a. I would say a mild sweet. Like I it's don't not, feel it's like I'm gonna die sweet. when I get home. Right. <laughs> I, I would honestly have to like look it up. Is it the rye whiskey that's like sweeter, or is it the? I usually I chalk it up to like the bourbon yeah we're getting and the bourbons the like, bourbon's usually sweeter it, it, you know and scotch is kind of the and other spectacle the, right. the, the, the burn is the other the, way the burn is relatively yeah. mild like as far as like the whiskeys that I like I've had like yeah, the single malts and like the whatnot not a I whole do, lot that, of burn that's up there that's that's pretty fucking fabulous I would say that's that's, that's probably it's in like, my top 10 I'll, I'll give it a 4 out of 6 that's as smooth as a Jameson let's say and just Jameson. like well, and, and I mean like the stop reserve right now. Like the regular Jameson, stop that it. was way smoother than a straight up Jameson. Of course. Um, I hope so for the money like that, the was mates, that was cost. That, that it, it was that's as, as good and smooth as the the high the next upper echelon of the whiskeys. Sure. Um, so I give it a five out of six. Okay. Good. See, I'm, nice. a, I'm a snobby bastard. That's why I only said four out of six. Yeah. I don't have a whole lot of. Preference on whiskey for whiskey, like I'm cl- you like what you like. I'm a classy yeah. broad. I'm a classy broad with my brews. <laughs> I, I am not a cheap date by any <laughs> means necessary. I am if I gotta be. I, I I usually am. You give me Taco Bell with some Diablo sauce. I mean, you know, that's also why I can't go out very often. I'm really, Put some I'm rum in my Baja Blast. I'm I'm good. I'm generally here in the basement. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. And you much. could stop at like 
the liquor store, grab a nipple rum. Right, right in the Baja Blast. Uh, Bang! You get the tropical one because oh, it fits yeah, the bill. Yeah, pineapple action. Uh-huh. Yep. Mm-mm. All right. So this episode was a little lengthy, but hopefully you enjoyed it. I I think it was a pretty cool topic that we had in, like, the main event, um, the, the, the Slipknot stuff. And, and of course, like, the whole the whole purpose of, like, all of this, like, go check out our uh, feature band, uh, Tribulance. Uh, yeah, definitely. Our website will uh, have all of their links to Facebook, tri- um, Twitter, Instagram, and, like, whatnot. Like, uh, they're, they are on Spotify. Uh, they were kind enough to actually share share their stuff with us. So, like, we th- we thank those dudes, like, out there. Um, awesome, cool, interesting new band. Like, something different than we featured in the past and, like, definitely sure. worth worth your time and, like, checking out. Hopefully you enjoyed the tracks. Uh, give us an email, hmoa6pack at gmail.com with your feedback. We gave you all kinds of stuff to like give us feedback on. We got like three super groups. We have a couple of fan submitted super groups. I mean, if we can we can keep this topic alive if you want. I mean, we have social media platforms, guys. Go find us on like Facebook, Instagram, and like whatnot. Like we'll 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 chat for days with you. Like we we love the interaction. That we do. Other than that, thanks for listening. Thanks for checking us out. Like uh, we're available. I mean, obviously, if you're hearing us, we're available out there. Spotify, Google Play iTunes, uh, host site Podomatic, the uh, iHeartRadios, TuneIn, Stitcher. Your Alexa, your Google Assistant, whatever the fuck that thing is. <laughs> okay, Google. And if you're ever so inclined, and we would like greatly appreciate it, and throw a couple of bucks our way, like go support the cause over at patreon.com uh, forward slash HMOA6PACK. Um, we promise you, like, any investment will go to, like, great use and, like, will be to make the show even more epic than mm-hmm. what it already mm-hmm. is. Now I got nothing. <laughs> See, I, 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 I held for that. <laughs> for <your laughs> you did. To come back. On that, thanks for checking us out. Like I said, um, our hope... Uh, I gave you the email already, but like we have our main website, hmoa6pack.podomatic, p-o-d-o-m-a-t-i-c.net. That is like a central hub. You can find all of this stuff. Yep. We have upcoming events. Um, we're going back to Snowbound Throwdown version 4 this year. There's some killer tribute bands playing this year, including Iron Maiden, Megadeth, uh, the System of a Down guys as always, and why am I forgetting the fourth one? Uh, the Nine Inch Nails guys? Did they nah, I didn't see Nine Second Hand Smoke not playing this year. Uh, I didn't see Second Hand Smoke. What? I'm, for, I, I'm drawing a blank, and I'm so sorry for that band, but there's actually two original bands. Oh, they're yeah. going okay. to be there this year as well. Weird how uh, King's is the 15th. June 15th this year. So we'll, like, we'll be there recording. So like if uh, if you're in the Winchenden area, God help you. Yeah, right. <laughs> Get out. Yeah, Get out <laughs> exactly. Yeah. At least, oh, the 15th, at least for the 15th, you can come down to the Sunbound Throwdown and play uh, some uh, Are You Smarter Than a uh, Heavy Metal over a Six-Pack Host with us and uh, get sauced up like we did last year. Yep. Because that's pretty much what happened. Yep. Some interesting characters like came by our tent. But Always. that's all I got for you today. Go check out Tribulance. Send us an email with some feedback. Give us a review on any platform that you're listening on because, you know, that shit's important. And go like our pages, man. Facebook, Instagram, give us a follow. We're on Twitter, kind of, sort of. Not asking much. We're there. (sighs) Do your thing. All right. I'm good. Peace. Enjoy your night. Goodbye. Bye-bye.
That is the end of this episode. Another fun-filled day in the world of heavy metal over a six-pack. This is Anthony, Marcus, and Jay signing off. See you next time.